0: This episode of Spawned is brought to you by Never Thought I'd Say This, a new parenting podcast from Audio Boom and Main Event Media hosted by Jody Sweeten and her BFF, Celia Behar. Subscribe to Never Thought I'd Say This on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts today. Hey everyone, this is Liz. Kristen and I are taking a little time off for summer this week, so we're running a past episode that happens to be so timely right now for summer. It's a terrific chat with a serious family travel expert who is offering us so much fantastic information and specific resources to get us inspired to travel more with our families and even save a little money along the way, or even a lot of money. Take a listen or re-listen because it's been a while. It's a great one. We enjoyed re-listening it, and we'll be back next week with an all new episode. Hello, and welcome to Spawn, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and
1: parenting culture. Hey, I'm Liz Gumbener. And I'm Kristen Chase, and we are the co-founders of CoolMomPics.com. So on today's episode of Spawn, we are going to be talking with Shelly Bailey Shaw. She's a journalist, an intrepid traveler, and the editor and founder of KidTripster.com. Guess what it's about, Liz? Uh, Do you know what her site's about? Kids taking acid. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm (laughs)
0: guessing family travel. Yes.
1: It is an online family travel resource to help you find inspiration, get great tips, and even save some money. And by the way, I've already used one of her tips, and it has saved me money. So I am so excited about today. And as always, we will close out our show with cool picks of the week. So let's learn a little bit more about Shelly before we bring her on here, Liz. Yeah, so she's
0: an online family travel resource expert because of her site. It informs and inspires families traveling anywhere in the world. Her background is in journalism, so she knows what she's talking about. She spent 20 years in television news as a consumer investigative reporter, so she knows her stuff. And I love, this is kind of like our story, Kristen. Her website got its start after she took her own sons, who were then just 10 and 13, on a 72-day backpacking adventure around the world, and then, of course, had to go write about it. I love it. Welcome, Shelly. We are so excited. Hi, I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. And by the way, I know that your site is not about kids and apps. I know your site really well. I know Kid Tripster. And just so you know, this is not new to me. But we're really
1: glad to have you. (laughs) Thank you so much. So You know what? Liz and I both love traveling. We have a lot of travel stuff on Cool Mom Picks. And our readers especially love coming to us because you know what? We're very honest. And we really try to share our experiences, you know, the positive. So we want to get right into it with you because you are such a great resource and my big question is for families right now you know are they booking summer and spring break like what's the most ideal timeline because I'm a last minute person so I'm curious and also for holidays coming up I mean some people are like you know what let's
0: book a trip for the family and that will be our Christmas gift and we'll take it next year
2: oh yeah so how far ahead well I am totally in favor of uh giving travel as a gift you will be hard-pressed to find a deal though if you are, you know, booking a week before Christmas. But I would say, you know, when it comes to travel, the sooner the better in order to get what you want. And if your trip involves airfare, there are some sweet spots to hit to save the most money. So, for example, if you're going to be traveling domestically, you want to book at least two months in advance. And if you do that, that'll save you on average about 10% or so. If you're looking at Europe or the Caribbean, you're looking at more like two and a half months in advance, Central, South America, three months. And then we get into some longer range planning. If you want to go like to the Middle East, Africa, Asia, down under to Australia or New Zealand, you really want to be booking those flights five to six months in advance. And if you do that, you're going to save, like, anywhere from 13 to 14%. So I take it, you wow. know? And by
0: the way, I love that you're so exact, like, 13 Thirteen percent savings, guys.
1: Not 15, not 10. Hey, listen. When you're booking a huge trip, though, I mean, I'm looking at Europe for my kids, and I was looking... Well, you have
0: a family of six. I so do. 13% adds up. It
1: does add up this year. I was like, I want to take my kids to Europe, and I'm looking now. Of course, August isn't the best time to go to some of Europe, but other places, it's fine. And I have to say, the deals are fantastic. So I'm like, oh, this whole book ahead thing. I get it now. I've
0: read a lot about certain days that are the best days to book, or, like, Airline fares tend to go up on Fridays and down on Tuesdays. Have you
2: found that to be true? Actually, there's been studies on that. And wh- what do you think the best day to book is? What would be your guess?
0: I'm guessing it's like some weird midweek day like a Tuesday or, or- Saturday.
1: I know Saturdays are good. That's my mm. guess.
2: Who's right? It's Saturday. Saturday is the best day to book airfare. You're booking my trips from now on. Well, I was married to a (laughs) pilot
1: before, Shelly, so I have a leg up there.
2: That (laughs) is in general true, that the best day is to book on Saturday, and the best days to fly typically are Tuesday, Wednesday, or Saturday, but there's this great app that I love. It's called Hopper, and I don't know if you're using that, but it tells you when the best day not only to fly is but also the best day to buy that ticket Ooh. so it looks at like historical data to in order to figure that out and it'll tell you it'll give you a warning and say oh don't buy this ticket yet it's going to go down and then you can set an alert and then it'll come back to you and say okay now today's the day to buy it and it'll kind of ping you back so i think even if you don't purchase your ticket through hopper it in and of itself is a good tool. I love that. And actually, we featured it on Cool Mom Tech, but I don't know how I miss I it. I
1: use it. I think
0: it's oh, terrific.
1: Great. I just used it this week, and it actually saved me money. See, Shelly, you are a cool tech mom, so don't even (laughs) say you're not. Well, can we just talk a little more about flying? Because it is so tricky these days, especially for families. There are lots of fees, and I'm sure you're familiar with Delta's new basic economy, which is that you don't get to choose your seat. Right. I don't even know how that's possible for families, especially those of us with small kids. Like, how is
2: that even going to work? Okay, I'll tell you how that works. um, Okay, good. I'm the mother of two teenagers, so um, I kind of like this feature, and... <laughs> and so I take those tickets every single time, and I say, I will see you at the end of this three-hour flight, and I am just fine with it. So you just wait. It's going to work for okay, you. Okay, but not now. It does not sound like
1: it's a good idea for families right now. Is that correct? It's not like you can go to the gate and beg
2: your way into seats together, or maybe it is. Do you do you have info on that? Yeah, actually, you can go to the gate and beg your way to seats, or you can get on the plane, and then when your neighbor sees that, oh... I'm sitting next to your three-year-old um, they're <laughs> a little bit more inclined to trade. But if you don't want to go through that hassle, I do have a couple of tricks on finding the best prices on airfare. Um, first, I think you need to start by researching on the best sites. And Frommer's recently did a study that found that the best prices popped up most often on a site called Momondo. It's M-O-M-O-N-D-O. It's a site that you've likely never heard of.
0: No, that's new to me. I'm so glad to hear this because I tend to research a lot of travel apps and
2: I don't know this. Yes, Momondo. And second place came Skyscanner. That's another good one. I also like the site Google Flights. Maybe not to buy your flights, but it has a really nifty map feature that allows you to pick a departure city without choosing a destination. So, for example, if you're going to Europe this summer, you can go on and see where the cheapest place to fly to on that particular day would be and mm-hmm. then sort of build your itinerary from there. Yeah, I love Google Flights. I don't ever really
1: book through it. I mean, I guess it tends to take you to other places. But I find, especially when I'm just perusing, I'm trying to see fares. I feel like it is one of the best and easiest because that's it's not complicated and it's not covered in graphics and, you know, it's exactly. just easy to use. So I love Google Flights. I've never used those. Other two. What about you, Liz? Have you ever used Skyscanner before? No, I
0: haven't. I'm actually looking it up this very second. That's the benefit of podcasting. She can't <laughs> see. I'm like, ooh, I'm on my computer going bo, 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 and looking it up. Yeah, it looks cool. And it looks like they actually also have some really great, helpful articles like the 10 best things to do in Atlanta or, you know, great deals for February um, travel. Like if you want to go to Bangkok, this is a good time. Right. Oh,
2: <laughs> interesting. Well, my second tip actually is to consider less traditional airlines, especially if you're traveling abroad. So Emirates, Turkish, um, new players like Norwegian and WoW, these discount airlines can really save you a bundle, but you do need to look for those hidden fees for like luggage and meals and things like that. But if you account for those, you can actually save a lot of money. Let me
0: ask you though, how do you know if those are good? Because I'm a brand positive person. I tend to trust like the brands I know. And I did have an experience once where we were flying on a smaller undisclosed airline from New York to Charlotte for my brother's wedding and they bumped my mom off the flight. <laughs> really? Yeah, I checked in. but she got there five minutes later and they're like, oops, we gave away our seat. It was a disaster. It was awful. It was really hard to get to where we were going. And I was like, I will never fly them again. And so I tend to be a little nervous about the smaller discount airlines. How do you know if they're good and reliable and they don't overbook you? Well,
2: in the United States, I'll use those budget carriers if I have a short flight and I'm not too worried about comfort. Um, I've never been bumped off one, but I always follow that sort of two hours before rule in order to make sure that I don't. As far as some of these other carriers, like Emirates and Turkish, I wouldn't call them discount carriers, but they are very popular carriers in Europe. And I swear, I've had probably the best flight ever on Turkish airline. And just as a side note, you can't go to Istanbul right now, but if you ever do get there, Turkish has the best airport lounge in the world. It is like off the hook. My kids didn't want to leave after 14 hours.
0: Wow. I was lucky to go to Istanbul a while back before all this craziness. And it was the most lovely, remarkable city. And I really hope things get better so that more families can travel there because it's so important historically. The people were so kind and wonderful. And yeah, I hate feeling like the world is off limits these days.
2: I I do hope that changes. Yeah. I
1: mean, I see your point. Like some of these are not discount airlines. Some of these are just different companies, smaller companies, especially for us here in the States that we might not have heard of because we... Yeah. Emirates is great. we have legacy airlines here, obviously in the United States, but we also do have discount airlines. And my thing, personally, is—I mean, I was married to a pilot, so I have a little insider information. I know you use legacy airlines. That's I know such I an use insider that. term. It is fancy, fancy, girl. Term. But I like to talk to people. I just try to get people's experiences. And I think, like you said, Shelley, you're like if I'm going somewhere, it's quick. Maybe I'm by myself. I might be more willing. But if I'm flying with, you know, my whole entire family, you know, I look at nonstop. I look at more than the basic economy kinds of stuff. But you know what? Can I just piggyback on this because I'm curious about the whole booking through a third party. I feel like lately it's been better to book through the airline if you're going to get the same or very close rate because of you know fewer issues with your ticket. If something goes wrong, you can get airline miles. I'm really curious to hear your thoughts though as a travel. I'm so glad you're
0: asking this because I have had the same experience too. So what do you think? You know what?
2: I'd absolutely agree with you. I use the aggregate third party sites to do research, but okay. when it comes to actually buying my tickets, I always go through the airline's website. And something to know is that Southwest Airlines, as long as we're talking about discounters, doesn't show up on aggregate sites. No, they sites, do not. IAC or Expedia. So you always have to research that one separately. And
0: I think JetBlue doesn't either, or maybe they didn't used to, but now they do but I remember they used to be left off as well. Yeah.
2: So, you know, the price typically is the same. Like once you find it on one of those aggregate sites, just switch over to the other airline sites and make sure you're cashing in on their frequent flyer programs. And if you have any sort of issue with the flight, I always think it's easier to work through the airlines themselves than say a kayak or an Expedia. Right. I think it
1: makes it easier when you're at the airport too. Like you're trying to change your ticket or if you have an issue. I just have found personally, but I was curious to know what your experience was. So that's great. Good to know. And you know what? As long as
0: you're talking about airports, I have a question actually about car rentals. Yeah. Because my mom turned 75 this year and decided for her birthday, this is like best grandma in the world, for her own birthday, she's flying like our entire family and all the grandkids and stepkids and cousins to Palm Springs, California, so we can have a week together over the holidays. Fabulous. I know. I'm so excited. So this week I had to book a car rental because we have to fly into LAX because flying directly to Palm Springs was crazy. So we're going to fly into LAX and then drive back and the airlines push you toward like, do you want to rent a car right now? And so I kind of was looking at that and cross-referencing it with like the third-party sites with Expedia and then going on direct sites and then going through Amex to see if they offer any deals for my card. So I had a lot of tabs open that were crashing my computer. (laughs) Can you tell me like a better way to handle this? Like how do you research those car rental
2: or hotel deals once you've booked the flight? Okay. I have your new best friend. It's a relatively unknown website called Auto Slash. It's the best. I used yeah. it. it. It was fantastic. I don't
0: know this. Shelly, I wish I talked to you last week when I had 80 tabs open. What is AutoSlash? So
2: it goes out and searches all those third-party sites that you're talking about, and it finds the best deals, coupons, promotion codes, and then it goes one step further. So between the time you book and you pick up your car, if the price drops, AutoSlash will automatically rebook you at that better price. So it's like wow. price protection. You know what? I love so much. I don't know if you use TripIt, but I am the biggest fan
0: of TripIt Pro because I travel a lot. And they once saved me, I want to say $600 on a flight because I booked, I put my information in the TripIt app and they saw a quick price drop on Delta notified me. And sure enough, I called and got $600 off the flight I had already booked. It was insane. It's
2: better than that? Nothing. Amazing.
0: Nothing
1: is better, but auto So I love
0: that auto slash does that for cars, too. Yeah. I mean, you hear those things, I think, as consumers and go, yeah, but how often does that happen? I am here to testify. It really
2: happens and you can really save a lot of money. <laughs> well, and the thing to know about that site is that it works a little differently. You have to fill out a form and basically submit your request and then auto slash gets back to you via email within an hour. But don't let that stop you. Um, I found it to be, you know, a really good money saver. No, it didn't stop
1: me and I did indeed You'd find a great deal. I'm renting a car over the holidays, actually. And it's a, um, you know, a big family. So I always have to get a minivan or something large, which is generally expensive. And it did. It was the lowest that I had seen. And I did some cross-checking just to be sure, because of course, Jelly, it was a new site, so I wasn't sure. Right. And it's fantastic.
0: Ooh, I may go back and actually rebook. Yeah, because you haven't paid exactly. yet. Yeah, no, exactly.
2: You know what? In the car rental ones, you can cancel. There's not a penalty. Nope. So you know, if you didn't prepay, why not? Do it, Liz. I think that's good Go do it
1: right now. Yeah, I, I'm going to. Liz brought up her credit card, and I know she loves the Amex because I she gets so I love my card. I have an
0: Amex Platinum, which I know sounds totally insane, but for the <laughs> amount of business travel I do and for the perks, it completely pays for itself for me every year. Yeah,
1: and I know there are like credit cards that give you miles. What are your thoughts on getting a credit card that gives you some sort of travel perk or travel perks? And if so, like, what are some things that families should look for. You know, miles are great, but are there
2: other things that families can look for when it comes to credit cards that help travel? As long as you pay off your credit card in full every month, you should be charging everything on your credit card that either gives you miles or cash back. Period. I've always done that. I always believe that if you can pay it off, put it on the card. I have both the Chase United Mileage Plus card and the American Express Delta Sky Miles card ah. because those are the airlines that we fly the most. But as far as choosing which card is right for your family, I think you need to ask yourself a couple questions. You know, where do we fly to the most? Um, what carrier typically has the best price to that destination? Right. Or my husband travels a lot for his job. His company almost always books the same airline. So while the company pays for the ticket, he gets those miles, thankfully. So we use the credit card linked to the airline that he's banking the most miles with. And in fact, we banked so many miles between that and our credit card that we had enough miles to purchase four around the world tickets a few years ago. So we did not pay for air to go around the world with four people. Oh my
0: gosh, that's amazing. I really like also that a lot of them offer benefits that you don't even necessarily know. And I think it's really good for people to check their credit cards before they book because like, for example, the Amex Platinum, I love that they give me travel protection. I once had to get a doctor internationally and they covered everything. And this all just kind of came with a card. And I love that they give me $200 in credit for a year to an airline of my choice for incidentals. So I fly Delta a lot. So I never have to pay for a check bag or if I'm getting food on board or anything like that, it's covered up to $200 for the year. So I think there are actually a lot of credit cards that have great benefits that I think people don't always look into and take advantage of. Yeah.
2: I mean, you're basically throwing money away if you are not utilizing those credit cards. Well, well I'm so glad to hear I do one more thing right. Shelly, you know,
1: I just booked a trip for the holidays. And the question I Got asked when I called the number was, of course, are you a AAA member? Are you an AARP member? And oh. it's interesting. I still see that a lot. I still see those rates a lot, even on websites. So I'm wondering, do you get better deals online? Like, are those memberships worth it? I mean, of course, AAA is great for like your car and other things, but is it worth it for travel or are you just going to do better, you know, shopping around online? You
2: know, I think AARP is fairly inexpensive. I think it's Something like $12 a year. So I'd say that one's worth it. AAA varies based on location, mm-hmm. um, but it is more expensive. Honestly, I can take that one or leave it. But if you are booking something, say a hotel online, you can often get that additional discount when you check in. So you just, you know, when you're checking in at the desk, say, oh, by the way, I'm a AAA member. And you can get both discounts at the same time. Oh, that's smart. That's good. To yeah. Know.
0: Actually, you know what? The AAA saved me money just over Thanksgiving. We had to book two rooms over the holidays for us and the myriad children <laughs> in the next room. And when we were at the door, they were like, like, oh, by the way, do you have AAA? And I was like, oh, by the way, I do. And they took like a bunch of money off the bill. It was great. And, and how much are you paying for AAA a year? I mean, I'm in New York City, so it's probably more than everybody else in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like in the $60 range, $50 range. Like, it's not super expensive. I may be wrong there, but it's like under $100. It's not a lot. It's a lot of peace of mind. And, you know, one of the things I actually like about AAA is you can sign up on the spot. So if you don't think you need it, if you happen to get a flat tire, you can can literally call AAA, <laughs> sign up, at that moment, pay them, and they'll
1: send a truck. That's not bad at all. I'm happy to support them. <laughs> I just think they do a lot of good. I used to have them, but I have USAA now for my car and stuff. And some people offer discounts to USAA, but it's much more AAA that I see. Yeah,
2: I think that's true. And if you travel a lot, like you do, Liz, I mean, you know, the $60, bucks you are going to earn that back. Yeah, especially like as a lady
0: driving alone sometimes, like I just want to know that I have that covered. I've been hit by cars before. I've gotten flat, so... I'd rather call them than change my own tire. I have to be honest.
1: <laughs> I would have to do that. It's
0: not an anti-feminist thing. I'm just lazy.
1: <laughs> well, we're both going away for the holidays. So this is like the perfect discussion. I want to know in terms of calling the reservation line. I'm always curious, right? So I go online, I do my research, and then I'm like, should I call the reservation line? Now, I'm actually going to the Grand Canyon over Christmas, and I had to call to book the train. I'm doing a train into the Grand Canyon because I have six people, and they only do five online. So I actually had to call them. But otherwise, I tend to never call. And I'm wondering, am I missing out on any deals because I'm not calling these reservation lines? And I'm not just talking about planes. I'm talking about hotel, maybe even rental car. Yeah,
0: I'm curious too, because I know the reservation lines are often fielded out outside the hotel to like a call center. And I always wonder kind of, do they have the ability to make deals with you or not? You know,
2: not really. I I think a few airlines actually will charge you $5 or a small booking fee. So that's a reason not to book with an agent over the phone. However, if you have a really complicated reservation, by all means, talk to an agent. And if you have status on an airline, say your premier gold on United or something like that, make sure when you call that you're talking to the representative on the premier desk. I will guarantee you that you're going to get better service. And if there is a way to save money, they're going to point it out to you.
1: Oh, that's a great tip. Of course, I'm not a premier member of anything.
2: <laughs> we need to get you traveling more. I,
1: well, actually, I do travel a lot, you know, but with so many kids, I, I think I need to be a premier member of something at this point. You know what I have? I have a credit card that goes to uh, college money. So it's like college money or plane miles. Hmm. That's a tricky I, one.
2: <laughs> I, I think both are worthy causes. I know. I know, Sheldon. I it's agree.
0: Can't we just be rich and do both? I know. I know. <laughs> oh, man. So let me ask you something. If you are on a super tight budget, where do you really try to save the most? Like do you kind of focus on the airfare, the hotel, the car? Like where like where are the places that you can really save and where do you really want to spend to get more for your money?
2: Well, one thing you can do is use this new app. It's my like new favorite app. It's called Dosh. And it's an app that gives you cash back for spending money on hotels and restaurants. So you know when you book online at an aggregate travel site like a Kayak or an Expedia? Those are called OTAs or online travel agencies. Those sites get a cut from the hotel sometimes up to 60%. Wow. So instead, Dash gives that cut minus -15% back to you. So, Whoa. for example, if you were going to book like a hotel, say the Westin Grand Central Hotel in New York City right now for $179 a night, you'd actually get back into your Dosh wallet. And that cash can be transferred to a bank account, a PayPal account, or even your favorite charity. It's real cash. It's not points. It also works for restaurants, but it works a little bit differently. So every time you go out, if there's an available offer at that restaurant where you're eating, it automatically converts it into cash and deposits it in your DOSH wallet. And the app will also show you which restaurants in the area are affiliated with DOSH. So you know what, to get started, you just connect your credit cards that you regularly use and boom, you're making money. So I love that one. So
0: is it worth it to, for example, spend a little more on a car rental with a better known car rental company instead of going with a discount one that you might not have heard of?
2: I'm not so sure about car rental companies. I mean, I always use the lowest price on the rental car and I've actually never had any troubles. And I've had some rental car companies that I'm not as familiar with, say than a Hertz or an Avis, and I haven't had an issue. Um, The one place that my family will spend a little extra money is if we're going on a resort Resort type vacation. So, if the trip itself is focused on the resort, I'm likely to spend a little bit more money to go to a place that has the amenities and the locations that my family is really going to enjoy. Yeah. If we're going on vacation and we're going to be out doing stuff all the time, then I'm not going to fork over the big bucks on a spendy hotel because it's simply where I'm going to be sleeping. You know. So in that case, it doesn't really make sense. But I also think, and I encourage families to sort of think a little bit outside the box when it comes to um, hotel expenses, and especially if you're trying to keep to a budget. I think most families are pretty comfortable with the Airbnb-like sites, but there are other opportunities out there like home swapping. You know, there's some really great sites like Love Home Swap or Home Exchange or Knock, which is spelled without a C. These are places where you can find a family who wants to visit your city and you want to visit theirs and you simply swap. It's free. There's no exchange of money. However, the most reputable of these sites do charge a yearly membership fee, which tends to weed out, you know, sort of the desirables. So you actually want to use a site that has a fee like, that. I
0: think that's great for a lot of people. I'll be honest. I don't want anybody staying in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Unless they're going to clean it. (laughs) This
2: is the movie The Holiday
1: though, girls. You know, with Jude Law and Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz and Jack Black. That is my favorite movie and it was all about a home swap. No.
2: No home swapping for me. (laughs) That freaks me out completely for some reason. My husband is just like you. He's like, we are not swapping homes. But he kind of likes this next idea. It's called Mm TrustedHomesitters.com this is a new find for me and it's pretty exciting so maybe you're looking to take a long vacation to europe like you were mentioning you want to go to europe this summer you have a big family and at the same time somebody needs a house or pet sitter in say tuscany here's the deal you walk the dog, you water the plants, you stay for free I'm right there I'm going right now while you're talking like
1: we do. can take care of other people's dogs. Well, I love this because you know what a lot of people are using sites which we do we love them home away VRBO Airbnb you know I love booking.com but I think it's so great that you have so many more options I mean throughout this whole podcast you've given us new and exciting information for travel because I know especially this time of year, parents do love giving experience gifts we love to be able to spend time with our families, but let's be honest: so much of travel is really cost prohibitive. So I love that you've given us so many resources, and you have more on your website too, so people can find you, um, kidtripster.com. But what about on social media? Are there ways that families can reach out to you if they have questions or just want more of your great information?
2: Absolutely, we're everywhere. So uh, on Facebook, we're at, at Kidtripster. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and on YouTube. So by all means, follow us. We give tips like this all the time. Plus, we have a whole staff of parent journalists who are constantly reviewing different locations, road testing itineraries for families, and we put that information up on our social accounts as well to inspire you to get out and travel more. That's
0: so great. Well, maybe we have to do a trade. Kristen, you can give her some tips on taking a train down into the Grand Canyon with four kids, and she can give us some more awesome app recommendations for Cool Mom to... <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, listen, I know you're sticking around for Cool Picks of the Week. which is fantastic, and we'll be back with that right after this. We tend to laugh about parenting because, as Kristen always says here, if we weren't laughing, we'd cry. But parenting is no joke. Sometimes you'll find yourself saying things you never thought you'd say, like when I turned to my kids last week and said, I'm not made of money after which I followed up by saying, what? I'm a parent. It's like the law that I have to say that at least once, and then I could not believe I said it. (laughs) This is where our hilarious new parenting podcast comes in. Never Thought I'd Say This, starring Jody Sweeten, who you remember, I'm sure, as Stephanie Tanner from Full House. She, along with her best friend Celia Barr, a life coach, are getting together each week on their podcast to recap the ridiculous in their parenting lives, interview other celebrity parents, and dive into the real issues all parents face today. So basically, if you love Spawned... Never thought I'd say this is a great new podcast to add to your list as well. You can subscribe to Never Thought I'd Say This from Audio Boom and Main Event Media on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, like this one.
1: All right, well now it's time for Cool the Sweet. Cool Picks of the Week. And Shelly,
2: you're our guest. We would love to hear what you've got for us today. All right. So my pick is a travel gift for both kids or grown ups. And there's a couple of companies out there that make these scratch-off maps. But the one I like is from a company called Map Pinners. They sell a U.S. and a world map, plus this really hard-to-find national parks of the U.S. map. And it's kind of like a lottery ticket. So once you visit a park, a state, a country, you simply scratch off the gold foil with a coin for that place. And these maps are large enough that you can frame them. They all have kind of a similar look so they hang really nicely as a collection. Um, they vary in size and type, but they start about 40 bucks a piece. And I love these maps for kids and giving them to kids when they're young. So not only can they track their travel as they grow up, but they also can learn their geography. So I'm always looking for some sort of like educational push. This is
0: awesome. I'm looking at the site right now. I love that like with the national parks, yeah. they show this little kind of tree icon and they're all brown. And then after you visited a park, you let your kid take a quarter and like rub off like a lottery ticket, right? Rub off the tree to make it turn green. Absolutely.
2: And my, my family, we have this thing, like we're trying to visit every national park in the country. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And we're, we're at about 45 national parks that we've been to. Um, so wow. this is a great way for us to keep track of that. That's amazing. By the way, I hope you're going to like
0: do a master article on your site about all of the national parks and your tops. I mean, I would love to read that. We
2: actually have a dedicated section of the site, the outdoors section, where we put together itineraries for every national park um, that I or the staff goes to. So we have you covered. That's great. I'm going there right now. It's
1: like a double cool pick of the week from (laughs) Shelby. Wow, that's fantastic. Okay, I got to go there. Liz, what's your cool pick? Ooh, Okay, so this is one for the holidays, Kristen. So I
0: know our listeners keep writing to us and saying more beauty picks, so... Here is a beauty pick for you. This week, Kristen and I, through a sponsored program, we basically got to go to the Sephora inside JCPenney and look for cool stuff that would make amazing holiday gifts. Oh, I could not leave without this awesome one. Kristen, you're going to love this. You're going to be so mad that I found this and you didn't. I might have to get another one just for you. So it's Kat Von D, it's her brand, and it's called the Metal Matte Mini Eyeshadow Palette. And it's gorgeous. It's such a cool gift, and it's just great for yourself. It's basically got five matte colors and then five matching glittery colors. Ooh. And I don't know if you noticed when we were there, but all the women were wearing, like, gold across oh, their I lids. Oh, I saw them.
1: I saw yeah, them. Yeah, that's, yes. like, the
0: new thing. And so now I, too, can wear gold across my lids. <laughs> and it's they're beautiful. They stay on really well. I love the little case. It kind of opens and closes like a little compact. It's really great. It is exclusive to Sephora and Sephora at JCPenney, so you have to find it there. But it's just $39 I love it.
1: I am jealous of you. Glitter for the holidays. Sparkle. Okay, well, wow. Two awesome picks. I'm going to have to follow this up. And mine has to do with teachers because I want to make sure everyone is remembering teachers this time of year. Yay, teachers. Teacher gifts. We have a fantastic post by Kate, our editor, up on our site that has practical gifts for teachers because we know that so many of them use their own money to buy stuff for their classroom. So it's a great way to find some cool things that you can give them that are fun i and clever, but they can still use them. And my favorite pick, this is what we're doing this year, Liz and Shelly, we're doing Carbon Crusaders. I don't know if you've heard of them, Shelly. They make oh. the coolest pencils that you can have imprinted with whatever you want to put on there. So she has some that are already made and some of them are a little not safe for work, so I wouldn't be giving those to teachers. <laughs> but some of them are funny and some of them you can just get what you want. So we put our own sayings for each of my kids' teachers. I love that! Yeah, so we used their names, and then we did like a little rhyme or something, like one of her teachers were like, you know, so-and-so is killer, or, you know, uh, rock and roll with, you know, Drew's teacher's name. I just feel like it's so thoughtful. It's something they're going to use, and also... If anyone steals their pencils, they will know who it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That may be the best
1: reason of
2: all. Right? right, I love that. But I want
0: to say one tip. When you get things personalized, you have to be careful what they say. Because I noticed, like, we had some, I think it was a feminist pencil set that was engraved in our holiday gift guide for the coolest feminist gifts. And there was one that said things like, smash the patriarchy. But if you sharpen it enough, it will just say, patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so make sure you end on a positive note if you're using a phrase.
1: <laughs> that is hilarious. So anyway, think of your teachers. We've got lots of great practical gift ideas over on Cool Mom Picks. And of course, everything we've mentioned today, Shelly gave us so many fantastic links. Of course, her site, Kid Tripster, and all of our Cool Picks will be on our Cool Mom Picks podcast page. So make sure to head over there. And hey, if you're booking your holiday travel for next year, even this year, you're going to do a little last minute or you're still looking for gifts, we'll have everything to you with our holiday gift guide. So don't Don't miss us. Go over there. Go now. Well, Liz, it's our last episode of 2017.
0: Oh my gosh, how is that possible? I you know, know, in some ways, I'm ready to say goodbye to 2017. And in other ways, I am also ready to say goodbye to 2017. But I hope that Spawned was one of the highlights of your year. I hope
1: so, too. And listen, we're going to come back in 2018 with our 100th episode. So thank you, our listeners, for joining us for another and hopefully lots more episodes of Spawn. And a huge thanks to our engineer, John Bowen, always makes us sound pretty good smarter than we are
0: (laughs) (laughs) and hey we love hearing from you our listeners so please leave us a review on iTunes that's a great way for us to hear from you especially if you like the podcast and make sure to subscribe in fact you can do it right now this very second and you can always hit us up on social media at CoolMomPix with the hashtag spawned
1: show. Or, you know what? Old-fashioned email, Spawned at Yep. And be sure to download or save our episodes if you're traveling to the far recesses of your mother-in-law's house or <laughs> Africa. Just in case you don't have Wi-Fi or cellular, you'll at least have our episodes to keep you company this holiday season. We
0: travel anywhere, anywhere. We are absolutely accepted in every country in the world, just so you know.
1: Thanks for listening to Spawn. (laughs) This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day and a great new year. Bye.
2: Bye.